Welcome to another episode of the Doom is Dead podcast, brought to you by the Multiplayer Doom Federation and In the Keep. We want to take our listeners on an adventure through Doom and its history, speaking to the people that keep our beloved game alive. Today's guest is no exception. He has been an influential member of the Doom community for almost 20 years as a hugely successful mapper, coder, community organizer, and so much more. You've played his work in such map packs as the ZDCTF series, UDM3, UDMX, Odomex CTF, the 32 and 24 series, Chaos Core, and Idea. It is a pleasure to have Alex Max on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is uh, this is great. Well, you know, I think part of the allure behind doing this is talking to people that, like yourself, you've always been kind of in the background, but you've been involved in almost everything in the community. And I don't think people know a lot about you. I don't think people know, you know, how you found Doom and how you how you found yourself in the spot that you are now. So, uh, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you're that you're taking the time to talk to us. Um, why don't you give us a little bit of background on, you know, your history as a gamer and how you first came across Doom? Where was your, you know, was it Doom World, Z Damon? Because I know I met you on Z Damon way back. So I'm very curious to know how you came across this great little community of ours. Oh, my. So I grew up playing PC games. Like, I was always fascinated. As long as I can remember, I always uh, I always knew I wanted a Nintendo or I wanted to play games or I thought that games were just the coolest thing in the world. And so I had a, had a uh, PC um, when I was growing up. Uh, my my parents both owned their own businesses and uh, um, would give me the PCs that they were over and done with. And, but yeah, I was really into PC gaming growing up. But at one, at one point, um, I was invited over to a friend's house and he had some trouble playing some cool new game that he wanted to play. And I, and I was, and I had, uh, I, I was, kind of familiar with computers at that point. So I knew how to make the boot discs and all that other stuff. So I was already thinking, huh, I wonder what game we're going to play when the boot disc is done. And um, I get his, um, I get his uh, machine uh, launching the game and it's this game called doom. And I was like, huh, this is an interesting name. And then I was absolutely blown away by that game. Cause I did not believe that it, that, something that looked that cool could come out of a computer that up until this point I had known for things like commander Keen, all the, basically the entire Apogee and it's um, entire Apogee and Epic games shareware back catalog, that sort of thing. And here was this 3d game that had the different floor and ceiling heights and had like the outdoors and all this other really cool geometry. And that just, and, but it also had this really cool attitude to it. I didn't even know what this was, but it was kind of like, but I was watching army of darkness later and I was like, Oh, so that's where they got, uh, that's where they kind of got that attitude from kind of dealing. So (laughs) like, are we talking about like 93 
Like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Original. This, this is all the way back in 1993, probably only months away from the uh, from the release of this uh, of of the original shareware. I'm sorry, I didn't give, I did not give uh, the proper context. So yeah, I was really really into this game and just wanted to play it all the time and wanted to uh, and like was on the early internet. Uh, like this thing called the internet that I didn't even um, that I had just found out about where you basically you, 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 you call another computer with your phone and then you download shareware games and do mods. And I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. So yeah, I was really into doom for a while and then quake came out and suddenly that was even cooler to me. And so I completely just dropped off the face of the doom map, but as I was really into quake and I would play because this, uh, not only was it a cool game, but you could play it online over the internet against other people. That was what really, that was what really, um, uh, in, enraptured me about quake, but kind of in the back of my mind, I was always thinking, you know, I wish you could do that with Doom. And I knew about those little Kali and Khan and all those other uh, programs that you could use to connect between other uh, between players. But that always seemed to me it, di- it didn't feel like a good experience. It was just a hack. So I never really was deep into that. So, um, but yeah, um, part of that was I just was messing around with mapping it. Uh, but before I moved on to Quake, I also messed around a little bit with uh, mapping. And I remember getting a book called Tricks of the Doom Programming Gurus that basically had this long tutorial about how to use this map editor named Wadhead. And I messed around with that for a little while because, uh, oh my gosh, now I can create my own little 3D spaces. But Having moved on to Quake, and then I just kind of, um, other stuff came up, and I was just busy with other um, busy with other communities. Um, but then, like then, like I was really crunching on um, for some for some school thing um, in high school. I was about to I was basically about t- uh, twelve months from graduating, I think. But yeah, I was really crunching for some school, and I just done nothing else but crunch for this school. And a thing. And I finally decided, you know what? I need a little, I need a little break from this. So I was like, you know what? I just, um, what if I just made a, made a doom map just for the heck of it. And so I just pulled up what it, I found an old, the old disc and I pulled up what it, and I just, I didn't even make a complete map. I just kind of noodled around in the editor a little, uh, in the editor a little bit, because, you know, everybody's first map, they're really horrible at detailing. They look at stuff and they don't make sense and stuff doesn't make sense. Or there's just these gigantic blocks of floor and ceiling texture pushing into into the sky or anything and stuff like that. And, you know, all the beginner's mistakes. I kind of was like, huh, I bet I could I bet I could uh, get the detailing of this stuff down if I if I put some time into it. And I did. Uh, and then I was like, huh. This is and um, this is interesting. So after like the big crunch stuff was over, I finally um, had some breathing room, and I decided to was like, huh, I wonder about this. I wonder about this Doom. I wonder if anybody still plays that. And sure enough, people did. I found Doom World, but more importantly, at the same time, I found all of the um, all of the Doom multiplayer source ports at once, and I was like, "Wait a minute, 
you can play Doom online and not and it not being a gigantic hack. This was back in the days of CS Doom, Z Damon. Maybe Skull Tag was around back then. I don't know. I, I didn't really pay much attention to it. But yeah, I just was. Uh, but all of a sudden, this was exciting because it was because I mean, Quake was always kind of uh, Quake was always kind of fun. But I'll, in the back of my mind, I, I really wanted to know what it was like to play multiplayer Doom. And as it turns out, it was this hot mess that was really really fun and it ran on it ran on the computers that i had access to you didn't need a hardware accelerator card it was you you could uh, and so i just kind of i would just be in the background of the um, multiplayer doom communities just and that's really how i got into it so i was kind of late i was kind of late to it it was like 2002 2003 now we're talking about but once I got there, I was like, cool. And I, and I hopped in. So that's how I got there. Um, I don't know if that's an appropriate place to, to uh, uh, cut off the, cut off the story. Um, But. Yeah, I actually like, I was looking at your doom wiki page where like your body of work, it basically starts at 2002. So this is actually where you, where you're dropping us off. And it starts with like two maps that like uh, you you uploaded to it games. So obviously at this point you were confident enough with your mapping to to share with 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 the outside world. And they're they're deathmatch maps. So from the start you were definitely a deathmatch person, like uh, the the multiplayer person. It's it seems like that was your calling. You've never dabbled with single player, basically. I was like, I, I was, uh, I, I checked out the check out checked out the two maps that you uploaded, and I was expecting like, will this be some some my house stuff, like 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 re- really something embarrassing? And it's not. There, I'm not saying there. Good maps, like, no. like yeah. There, there's some stuff with them that's probably dysfunctional, but it's like in the advanced theory. Like it's like, oh yeah, this is maybe too large. Like this, the spacing is too much, and the the placement isn't isn't perfect. And uh, the underground base, it's kind of kind of like um, mazy. It isn't inter- interconnected enough. But it's still very solid mapping. Uh, you quickly grasped on some really crucial concept uh, concepts of DM mapping. Uh, basically, don't overdo uh, vertical differences. Don't overdo large steps, stuff like that. Steps have to be really gradual and not like tiny, tiny platforms. And it's just all there. So, so from the start, that's actually very solid mapping, I have to say. And I can't mock you for your first maps. <laughs> wow. Uh, thank you, I suppose. Um, so, th- yeah, those maps, um, I think those were like the initial map, uh, first maps that I made. And I think, oh, my gosh, I think at some point I even was asking around in Z Damon or CS Doom asking people asking somebody to host this map or either either that or asking somebody to join the map after 
af, um, after um, after I hosted because I wanted to play it with people because it's like it's one thing to like just make a map and it's like you never test it. It's just kind of how you think the map the the game is going to play out kind of dearly. You know, it's you, mm-hmm. um, and and I wanted to actually see. Oh, I wanted to see what worked and what didn't. I was very interested. This uh, uh, and that was kind of a, a precursor to you got to really test your maps with actual people um, to uh, to to make sure they work right. And it's like I don't think that the that uh, thinking back, I don't think the weapon layouts of this thing. Um, I don't think the weapon layouts of this thing were, were very good because I think I fell into the trap of oh I'm going to place one weapon here, one weapon here, one weapon here. Where in reality you you want as many you want you want at least as many shotguns in the map as as right. you can. Yeah. The, but, the spawns definitely have like this spawn gets a chain gun, this spawn gets a rocket launcher, and yeah. there's just one central super shotgun that's a really powerful weapon you have to fight over. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but maybe maybe like the, these are 2002, so so in two years maybe we will just run a tournament on them, like Alex Max. 20 years anniversary. <laughs> oh God. Don't inflict that on people. <laughs> They're decent. They, they, I think they look okay. They're just, but I wouldn't, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah they, they, look def- they look neat. They're definitely like new, look neat. And there's like the architectural basics are very solid. It's just the minor details that aren't there. Yeah, I guess I guess the thing uh, the thing I ran into the uh, the most with that map is that is is really that like doing fine detail with those old DOS editors, uh, especially for Wadhead. Wadhead is kind of special. It, it I don't think you can align your things to a grid, and it was very prone to crashing. And you couldn't use the built-in node builder. It had a node builder. I think it was all written in QBasic. And it included a built-in node builder, and of course, it made a mess of maps. But um, but it's like, but it was like I always had, tr- uh, but and I always felt like I couldn't get as much. At, I guess I couldn't get as much detail into those maps as I would have liked. But I didn't want to tempt Wadded and have it completely torch my map in some strange way. So so you, you got limited by uh, by the software and. Yeah. Uh, by way of that, you actually sort of got it right for <laughs> deathmatch. Well, yeah, yeah, and, and I, I, and I don't know. I don't know that there was any special secret to it. I just, I just did. I, I, I took a look at it and I was like, oh, that doesn't look right, and and kind of changed it around until it looked okay. So, all right. So that's that's enough about the uh, really dark, distant past, uh, obscure memories. Uh, because then your next big project was something that basically reshaped the entire uh, yeah. multiplayer community. Which I mean, that, is... that's what's interesting about the timing of your arrival in 2002-2003. There was no Capture the Flag in Doom. I was wondering what kind of involvement you had in pushing that along, because I'm... Sorry to cut you off, Do I know that he was nice. uh, alluding to ZDCTF which became the biggest thing that ever happened to multiplayer doom. And you had a part in six of the uh, initial maps in ZDCTF, all still popular today, 
16 years later. Um, so I talk talk to us and talk us through kind of your involvement in in getting that game mode, you know, into a ready state to be played in when it was released in 2004. Because I know that you know it was it was kind of a team effort to get a map pack, a, an official Z Damon map pack released along with a new game mode, and um, you know clearly. CTF is still something that is played on a huge competitive scale today. So I'm very interested in knowing how that all came into place. If you can remember, <laughs> it's too bad we didn't do this podcast five years ago, you know, but if you can remember that far back. Well, the story of Capture the Flag really begins before 2004. In the 90s, in while I was kind of off messing around with Quake and messing around and uh, and other stuff. Um, I had a period of time. Of, well, I played the heck out of the shareware Quake online, and that was some really fun times. But then I heard about Capture the Flag, this really you this new game mode that was played between two teams with an objective. And I, for whatever reason, that really really lit a lit a fire under me and i really wanted to play that but i couldn't because all i had was shareware quake and by the time i was able to like borrow somebody else's copy of quake one like all the old capture the flag servers were all dead except um it was mostly team fortress and that was fun enough but um but yeah quake world uh, uh ctf was I don't I never recall ever playing a game on it. And the same happened for Quake 2. And the Quake 2 had an enormous amount of capture the flag maps. And I would just and I would just run around these maps all by myself on a local server just looking at these really cool um ways like they the ways that they would construct the base and and it's like it, it's like a deathmatch map it's all kind of inter- interwoven together in one big in one big thing but to capture the flag there's the back there's like there's the flag then there's the front of the base then there's the middle then there's the other front of the base and there's the other flag and i and that was just that allowed you to do some mapping things that you probably couldn't get away with in deathmatch because it because those don't necessarily have to be as interconnected. So it give, gave you more room, I think. But I was just always enraptured with running around these Quake 2 and Quake 1 capture the flag maps all by myself because I didn't have anybody else to play with. Everybody else was off playing the next game or whatever. But it's just, it real, I, I, I was like, man, it would have been really cool to play this with real people. And then we get to um, 2004, where I catch wind that there somehow I don't even know who tells me, or maybe they just mention it uh, um, publicly that there's going to be a capture the flag uh, game mode being added to um, to Z Damon. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. So I go in and I guess I guess I hang I hang around and I don't even know where I hang around, but I basically hang around places where the, the capture the flag stuff is being discussed. And I think one of the guys who implemented his name was like Duke 
Duke Forever something uh, something. Uh, my apologies if um, if you're listening and I don't remember your name correctly, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Duke, the number four and then ever. I think that yeah, was yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I I think I even thanked him in the text file. But yeah, I saw him. I saw uh, he was. I think he was working on part of the implementation, and then I and then he also had a test map, and the test map. Um, I'm sorry, Duke was a hot mess. Like it was made mostly out of like original Doom textures, and the layout of the map was just like I could tell tell already that I I don't think it would have been very much fun to play on. And I think I I think Mid had was un, underwater. <laughs> It's so actually, this is already like full Z Doom stuff. Like, like let's let's embrace the Doom features fully. And, and I can't remember if Skulltag at this point. I'm sorry, if I cut you off, but I can't remember if Skulltag had CTF at this point. But if I if it did, my memory of this of the Skulltag CTF maps was also not fantastic. They they cribbed a little bit. I think one of them like cribbed a little bit too liberally from. From the quake, from the quake inspirations, they made a McKinley base type map, and I was like, hmm, I, uh, I think the way it, I think it's too thin. There's no room to maneuver. Stuff like stuff like that. And so, um, so yeah. So I was like, I can do better than that. So I took out Wadded, that old that old map editor that I had learned, and I started making what is now uh, refineries. That's ZDCTF1 map 2. I started making refineries. That is part Wadded production, because that's what I knew. And also, like, I had tried to learn some other maps, and there were some things about, some things that I could do in Wadded that I just could not figure out how to do in other map editors in the past. It was like trying to, trying to uh, do smoke signals to, uh, to signal your intention. I didn't understand the finer points of the map of the map format and why things work and why things don't work. And why, if you do some things, eh, it's like, I couldn't figure if the rule was, if I couldn't figure out how to delete a sector and turn it into void um, and move on to another editor. Oh my gosh. And, uh, and this is a completely separate anecdote, but I made a capture the flag map for vanilla doom. I actually believe I've seen something to that, uh, effect done in like, uh, a later nineties. There was actually some sort of really, really incredibly hacky, CTF thing for vanilla doom. Yeah, the so, only thing the only thing I did is I basically made it so you basically go to the other uh, you go to the other base and you get the key and then you um open the key door in your own base and then you died because I didn't know how to I didn't know how to do anything else after that. I mean this was this was a, a separate effort and it was actually done on like the iWood maps. Which was even more ridiculous. Like there were just flags planted, like like on the Iwood maps. I think I remember YouTube. seeing that. Yeah, <laughs> that's just uh, such a bizarre concept. But obviously, someone tried to do it in the nineties. 
So, so and, and they probably knew what they were doing. I didn't. I, but but yeah, it's just kind of funny how this little how this little capture the flag thing seems to stick in my, it stuck in my craw, but it also stuck in a bunch of other people's craw. That was like the first team uh, objective based game mode everybody wanted to make was capture the flag. But anyway, um, getting back on t- um, getting back on topic. So yeah, I was just making this uh, map um, in. I was just making this map in Wadded, and I actually got pretty far. I made one whole side without some of the detail, but I made one whole side in Wadded. Now this Wadded situation was truly at this point had become truly. It's like I was literally running a batch file that started that um, that loaded the map editor, then. After that, loaded BSP to make to uh, build the nodes in a way that wasn't hor- horrible, and then load Doom immediately after that, so I could see what I would uh, see what I had done, and basically just have that on a loop. Um, so yeah, that was I, that was tedious, but I did it. But then I got to the unhappy realization that I didn't know how to um, how to mirror the map in Wadded, and I was like, oh. Well, shit. I guess I do have to learn a new editor, or at least use another editor to um, to flip the map. So I went and looked around, and on Doom World, I saw a thread from this guy named Codimp, or he might have been named something else at the time, about this editor called Doom Builder. And so I loaded that sucker up and messed around with it a little bit, and I, much to my shock it was actually very it, it it didn't do all the things i wanted but i could figure out how to do everything in the editor that i needed to without being feeling like I, it, it, without being feeling like i'm hamstrung like i i can't make certain shapes because the editor won't let me i, I didn't have that feeling and that was so important so i just copied pasted um and then started fixing the alignment oh my gosh there's an alignment there's a um there's an alignment uh tool um, and at the time, though, I did not have a I was at college at this point, 2004, um, and I my laptop did not have a hardware accelerator, which was a common which I mean, OK, I, I uh, OK, uh, still no hardware accelerator. Um, but, yeah, I had no hardware accelerator, so I did not have access to the 3D mode. Uh, so anyway, I was so glad that it actually ran. And I guess whenever I went into 3D mode, it gave me a black screen, which is okay. That's fine. As long as you, as long as you don't crash, I was okay with that. So I just, uh, fixed everything up. And I think at that point, um, we did a little test run on that. And I, well, there was a couple of things that happened around the same time. We did a test run on them. And I think I might have one of my screenshots, left over from that test run. I might, uh, I might've transferred it someplace else, but basically there's this screenshot of me sitting um, at the entrance to that big tube um, and me and me getting shot at um, at that point, um, just testing out ZDCTF. And I then posted a, uh, posted a request thread on doom world saying, um, hey, I'm starting this amazing new uh, map thing. I've already got one. I've already got one map, but I want to. I would like all comers uh, to contribute to this CTF map pack. 
uh, before, uh, and I, and I think there was some minor drama in that thread because a, I think that people thought I was an, another one of those idea guys and was just asking for other people to make my maps for me. And there might have been people who didn't like Z Damon for whatever reason or another, and had some issues like that. I don't know, but yeah. Um, but after that little advertisement, um, I decided to go on to make my me- next map. And, and by I, the way, is this is this like a? Are we talking about one of the maps that ended up in the first pack? This was. Um, I, I think I mentioned it before, but I this was ZDCTF map two refineries. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that was my the third map I had ever completed, and it made and I guess it made it in. But uh, at that point, I didn't really. I, I I still was like, okay, Alex, these people don't believe you, and you're probably not going to get some help until you start making some more maps of your own. And so I got to work on my next map. I started working on this like. This really drab, like metal base type map. Like, I can't even remember exactly. Um, I, it was like used metal or metal two or one of those metal panel textures and had this. Oh, and, um, and oh, and I guess one other thing about um, map uh, about refineries uh, before I forget is that was also actually, no, I don't, I don't, I can't remember if I had made new textures for it at that point. That might come later. But anyway, um, back to my story. I had made this really drab base and I'll, and I'll tell you, I actually got the, 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 uh, the first map layout all came from my head, but the second map layout, I basically looked at this other map, um, that I had wandered around at some point in the future. Uh, um, I mean, uh, some point in the past and, um, I, I was like, huh, that's kind of, a, that, that's an interesting layout. And I'm, I don't really think it's suitable for a doom map, but I can probably, uh, mutilate it better, uh, mutilate it to make it better at some point in the future. So I basically just made this little drab, uh, drab, uh, metal base. And it was, uh, it, I mean, it wasn't great, but it was another map under my belt. And so I finally decided to, uh, start detailing one of the rooms and I just, and when I detail a road, when I just don't know what to do, I basically just noodle around in um, noodle around uh, in, uh, in the editor, just trying on random uh, texture combinations and then going into doom and uh, seeing how it looked. And uh, needless to say, at this point I was a hundred percent on doom builder. Um, so, at, so at this, so yeah, I basically was just noodling around in this room, and all of a sudden, I decided to put this really great, this like the gray square texture on the side of the wall, and then just kind of create this little racing stripes thing uh, look, kind of how like I kind of like something I had seen from like Quake Two or something like that, but just kind of applied with this gray. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Let me let me keep detailing the map. And before I knew it, I had created what was known, what you guys know as ZDCTF map eight, something epic. It started out as this metal base map. And I just let the muse take uh, I base, in an ugly metal base map that has a, had a layout largely whipped out from another map. And 
I just kept iterating on it. And I had this little, I had this little texturing muse that I just let it take over the entire map. And it was like, oh, I think this would be cool if these areas were sloped or, huh, I bet, um, uh, um, how can, how's the, what's the second way into the basin? I know. What if you ran around on the, uh, on the sides? Oh, what if these little, I basically, I, it, it, it was just, I, I let the muse pull me in directions and I came out of that with a, with a, um, striking looking map. And I thought it was pretty neat looking. Um, but I didn't really, I was like, okay, this is a pretty, oh, and I also, and also the original layout, there was like, um, in the original layout that I, um, that I had originally used the, 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 the top was completely blocked off. And I was thought, and I thought, Hey, what if we just rip that entire, uh, what if we rip that entire top off? Because I mean, this is a doom. You can't jump over it. How cool it would it be to just like drop off either side and have perfect visibility? That'd be a hell of a view. So yeah, it's it it, it was it, so uh, so yeah. It's in this in the whole like lift gimmick and all this other stuff. I just kind of came up with stuff on the fly, and I thought that I came up with a striking map, um, but I wasn't really sure how well it would play. I mean, I guess I didn't know how well any of these would play. Um, but one of the only other, one of the only other screenshots I might have access to from this era is from a, um, is from a little like 2v2 with, I, th- I think some UD members were in that, were in that game as well, actually. So they had somehow uh, wandered over and were, I was playing with, I was playing with UD members, uh, having them test out uh, NAP08, I think. Hmm, I'll have to check that screenshot, make sure. Uh, but yeah, um, so that that was, so yeah, I just, um, I I just, it, it's a map that's, I, I, I didn't really plan out meticulously in advance. I was just letting them, uh, letting thing, uh, letting the muse take over, like I had repeated ceaselessly before. <laughs> Uh, what I want to like uh, when I look at those maps, you're like you're using the bridge things, you're using slopes, you're using uh, conveyors, like from from the very start, like where you because some other people actually mapped. If if I'm not mistaken, like like the other people actually mapped in in the boom format. Like, like, if if I just try to open this, yeah, map three by Axel, map five by Bloodlust, map six by ATG's Death. They're all all boom maps, and you you just mapped in in Z Doom. Was that like, yeah, screw screw boom and embrace everything Z Doom has to offer. Um, I, I didn't really make realize. I don't think I fully appreciated the the gap between Boom and Z Doom. And I think at this point in the in this point, I had actually probably seen a fair number of over detailed Z Doom um, Z Doom uh, maps. I, I don't know. Maybe that would have been now. Maybe that would have been a year from now. But I was at, but the thing is, is that to me, the map, the map format was, okay, what's, what does it support and how convenient is it to work with? And, um, I guess other people decided that boom was, um, uh, was more convenient. And I decided, um, that 
Hexen format was more convenient and gave me more, like I wanted more tools in the toolbox is the way I saw it. I was like, I want, I want to be able to, I want to be, if I'm going to like uh, be messing around with stuff, I just want to use, I, I just want to have all the tool of uh, the tools that I can possibly use essentially. Yeah. And like in the first map pack, the, the other outstanding map from your maps is Ralph's map four, which is probably the, the first big use of, of the Zedoom things. Oh my gosh. The, the things. That's Mag- just... Magical <laughs> ice four. So the thing is, is that I, is that after I finished something epic, I then went to the excavation and then I went to frozen um, and then I really think that I think either um, and I think kind of at the same time, I got a whole bunch of new, I got a whole bunch of maps um, at, uh, just at uh, just at, out of the blue uh, because I had asked, hey, do you guys want to contribute to this pack? Because, I mean, I wanted to move it forward. But the goal for me was I wanted a, a set of 10 decent CTF maps to launch so this were thing. You like it? Were you like, like, was it your, you know, uh, like, were you in front of the project? Well, I guess I was the, I guess I was the front man of the project. I was the compiler. Um, but I, I honestly took almost all comers. I think that most everybody who sent me a map, I, I, I would look at it and I can't even remember of any maps that I rejected from that. And I think that ZDCTF map pack one, I think was just a, a very, very like lucky bunch of coincidences all conspired together to make us something, uh, something awesome as, as we ended up doing, because I mean, I mean, I put, I went in and grinded out those first four maps, but I mean, map 03 and map of, oh my gosh, map 04 and uh, especially, oh my gosh, like those, I mean, with, without those maps, you don't have this, you don't have this, uh, this thing. And like, I, I, I don't know how Ralph, I don't know what Ralphus's decision-making process was to decide that he was going to submit a map to map 04. And oh, by the way, I, it, the same, at the same time, I really, I was, um, I was keeping an eye on clan UD and I was very much a fan of, I kind of was a very much a fan of their rabble rousing. And I actually also really, I like remember when they, uh, when they released UDM two very clearly, because it, there was this good, there was this big thread and all, and I went in and like, it seemed like all the maps were just really great. So it was, so for somebody from a prestigious clan like UD, to offer a map to a project that I'm run, that I'm in charge of that. I mean, I was like, I was like, wow. Uh, th- that was just f- Frank. I was amazed by that. Um, and so, yeah. Um, it, it, I, and I'm, I'm just so thankful that every, that, that I'm, I'm so thankful that I just got so lucky with, with the con with the, all the contributors in the contrib and contributing when they did. I, it was I'm, just, I'm mostly just like surprised that like nowadays when you would have a, a new mod uh, or a new something of this caliber 
there will be an organized effort and there would be organized effort for something like like school tag and everything and those map sets even though they would have an organized effort they wouldn't have such a strong initial map set and you're telling me that basically there was like Zedemon was implementing a hard-coded new mode and had like like you just strolled in and you created the like the seminal project for it. <laughs> so it's kind of like this is this is a lot of coincidences just just you know coming in together for yes. like, like perfect miracle. Oh my gosh, I, I'm so happy. I'm so like I'm so thankful to uh, I I'm so thankful to the other contributors. And I, I just, I, I, when I was making this, I had no idea that suddenly, literally everybody would real would know me and also know me as the CTF guy. I, I didn't know that. I just, I just saw saw a, a test map and I was like, I think I can do better. I, I want if there's going to be a CTF map set, I want to create a couple map, a good maps for it. And I thought I could do that. And then like some amazing contributions came in and it's like, what is going on here? <laughs> well, you're right. I mean, I think it, it really was lightning in a bottle. I think ZDCTF one is uh, like uh, you were talking about map eight. I think that's become the most popular CTF map. I mean, it's still a lot of those maps, but that map especially still finds new life today because when you made it you know I, I think the i'm not sure the commonality the the common use of mouse look was not really a thing so when you look at map 8 from the perspective of somebody that doesn't use mouse look it's actually a really tough map like uh i have to say i remember playing that like we play 8v8s you know in pub ctf and it was it was like you were watching like a doom god if you could get a flag out of the base. Um, and now you fast forward 15, 16 years later, and it's become this map that is, uh, it caters to people that can rocket jump. And it's just, it's like a, it's like a show. It's like a, a circus, you know, to watch somebody that can do that kind of stuff on that map. That's the perfect map for it. And I just, it's so interesting to me that you were able to create all these maps that like, I don't know if we look at them as the standard because they were the first, but to be able, like, you know, you could release something first. It could be the first of something and it could suck, you know, but these maps did not suck. And it, it really somehow, somehow it captured the, the play style and the spirit of multiplayer doom. And for someone like me, I mean, that was right around the time when I started. I mean, you, you mentioned in 2004, you were in college, I was 12 years old, so I was playing Z Damon, uh, you know, as a little kid almost. And I mean, CTF really did. I, I think it's hard to describe to people that weren't there, but it the experience of CTF being released on Z Damon and the whole year that followed uh, to look at the server launcher and see like 150 play people playing at once and. You know, you could wake up at any time of the day and you could find a CTF game going. Like, I I don't think people understand the impact that it had, and especially to have maps like this, you know, maps that are so well 
made and and playable uh it's just it's it's hard to describe but yeah it, it really kind of changed it changed the multiplayer world and i just it's so interesting to me that again we still are playing these maps today you know yeah. someone played so, map 8 today <laughs> it's just so, it's so cool speaking of map 8 i i think i would actually call I would call it the Doom 2 map one of CTF. Yeah, because absolutely. It gets, it gets like a new lease for life uh, because of like unexpected features. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, you obviously didn't count for all of those slope jumps, rocket jumps, all of that crazy stuff that uh, appeared over the years. And it made it one of the, uh, you know, most stable mainstays of the entire map pack that the community uses for CDF. And it's just, yeah, it's the classic map. Uh, Yeah, it was really crazy for me. Uh, I was, um, up until this point, I was having to beg people to play the maps that I had played. And I and I um, I think there was like a Z Damon release, and I saw the and I saw the map pack, and a lot of people were playing it, and I was like, okay, that's cool, but they'll they'll probably go to switch other to uh, switch to other servers soon. It's it's probably just gonna uh, be a passing fad. People are gonna switch back to Team Deathmatch. They might switch back to DM. They'll they'll it'll be kind of in the rotation, you know. Um, but then there was people on it the next day. And then there was people on it the next day and then people on it the next day and people and suddenly there's more servers running it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is this has gotten big. I'm happy. But oh, my gosh, I didn't realize this was this was a possibility. And I guess to go ahead. I was just, you know, the amount of clans that were formed based around CTF, like I I probably started 10 of them myself. Uh, It just it's it just created this whole world. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely got into like the the larger uh, multiplayer community via being, you know, recruited into a CTF clan. So well, I guess <laughs> I would have I, left the Doom community without CDF. I am just so happy that so many people found some is that some semblance of fun on these maps. I always just wanted. I I always have this little thing in the back of my mind that I just want people to play play what i make sort of almost i kind of want it to be useful or or enjoyable to people and to know that i have uh, and not me like me and all the other contributors to this map set i mean it's i am so glad that we have managed to bring so much like fun to you guys over so and gals over so many years I mean, that really, I'm so glad that people have been able to have a great time on these maps and they've last lasted this long. And like, I mean, yeah, and the, the, the competitive part totally, uh, I didn't, that I certainly didn't see that coming because I kind of agree. I kind of was like, okay, yeah. It, uh, after a while, I kind of realized, okay, yeah, this, this map is kind of hard to, uh, to score a flag on. But at least it looks cool, and at least people really like have a. Um, it's had a lot of games. It looks cool. It's it's um, it, it's fine. It's fine. And then people discover rocket jumping, and rocket jumping. Oh, by the way, 
it could have easily gone south. Rocket jumping could have either done nothing. Oh, you can't reach you oh, in that you can't reach the um, can't reach the uh, the top, or could have totally broken the map. Oh, you can just rocket jump over the whole thing. Bye, and now the map's broken. But to but somehow I it the way it is lucked into like the current competitive and people running on the running on the sides of the running on the sides of the um yeah. of the thing oh, yeah, yeah. The side ledges oh my <laughs> yeah. yeah i was like i was like you know what people aren't going to be able to get up there i'm not gonna i'm so i'm just gonna not block them off because seriously <laughs> i'm gonna get up there and then people use it and then use it for a competitive purpose and it's like oh man i that decision could have easily gone the other way i'm so glad it didn't oh dude i i spent hours practicing that jump so <laughs> <laughs> those little strokes were just throwaway decoration. I'm just the fates certainly conspired, and I'm just so happy that so many people have been able to enjoy themselves playing maps that I've created. So, oh, and I would say, like, when you look at uh, the first pack, there's like you've you've contributed to the Fortress Collision, which is basic basically the most iconic ctf map it's just two bases yeah. empty square in the middle that's just just as basic as it gets i'm amazed that it is your first map because it's one of the it's probably the most complex map uh, pacing style as far as the first map pack goes because it has like the teleporter action, uh, the flags are connected by the window, so you can make like a last second save with a shot through through that window. It's like actually, I'm I'm kind of amazed to hear that that was the first map because it's the most complex map of the first map set, I would say, and. Like I, I won't I won't comment on, on the maps from the other authors, though maybe Cursed is is just misguided. certainly lived up to its name. <laughs> but yeah, then it, then Frozen. Frozen is still to this day probably the only uh CTF map that works with BFG. None other works as as well for BFG usage in CTF. Like, every other map where you drop down the BFG, it's, it will just be hated. I mean, America still hates Frozen, but here in Europe, we appreciate Map 9. <laughs> We're more sophisticated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Frozen, Frozen was a big, uh, well, Frozen was a big uh, thing for me, too, because I think it was the first time I had ever used custom textures, I think. Mm -hmm. So... But what I want to like uh, translate to is that okay, then you get uh, the the second map pack. You contribute you contributed two maps, uh, eleven tribute, which is another classic map, still gets played to this day. But the revised version gets played because in the original you did a big bad thing and the map wasn't uh symmetric <laughs> right <laughs> so with tribute um 
that was really, uh, first of all, it was a love letter to Quake, um, which mm-hmm. was the location of the first seat, which is the first game that had captured the flag. It, well, first first person shooter that had captured the flag as we know it today. And what I really wanted to do back then, it's like I was I was still just kind of winging it. So I mm-hmm. was so I was under the impression that, you know what, as long as. And I actually got these cues from Quake CTF maps because they weren't all symmetrical. So I always thought that, you know what, I'm going to try and replicate detail that I saw in Quake. And I'm trying and I'll try to get it kind of sorta the same, basically close enough for horseshoes. Cause I mean, for me, I mean, I I, I wanted the I wanted the map to look good. Uh and I wanted the map to look good and I wanted it to look like a quake map. So that was, and I, and I, and I guess I, I'm not really sure where the layout came from, Um, but yeah, it's, I just kind of made it. I just, um, I just was sort of winging it and was trying to make a, a, um, a faithful recreation of quake detailing and competitive like symmetry was not so much on my mind at that point. Yeah, I can understand that. And then it's kind of funny because, like, the map actually became one of the most popular competitive maps. And all of a the sudden they were like, yeah, but, the, like, you know, the, the fence on one side and the pillar on the other side, they yeah. totally make a difference. And then you had to make, like, the, the anniversary edition. Yeah, I don't right? think I made that. I think somebody else did. Oh, so that was actually someone else. Okay, okay. Actually, it might have been me. I can't. I, I, I honestly, I can't remember. I might have done it, but if I did, I, I honestly don't remember it. But I think somebody else made it. And here's where I'm going to. In ZDCDF three, you did like you contributed to two maps, but there was like, I think overall there's like diminishing returns. Uh, as well, mappers, like CTF mappers were starting to grow bolder with the CTF mapping, like, like more detail, more uh, complex bases, uh, like more thought put in into, uh, you know, the lifts and the ways you build it. All of a sudden, the maps grew too complex and they didn't play well enough for Doom CTF. And nowadays, we basically don't play any of the Map Pack 3 maps, except one. And from the second one, I guess we play three? Yes, and I very much was a victim of this. I think at some point I started, I think uh, I think the terminology is called feeling my oats, where you just kind of like, oh man, every um, everything I I I um, everything I write, I, I I bet I can I bet I can make anything good. So I Z Damon capture the flag map pack three. Well, first of all, there was a warning sign in pack two with burn it in with fire map seventeen. Yeah, that actually started life as a rejected void map. So map 17 was almost map 10. But 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 map 17 from somebody that used to play public CTF that is a great map. Now would you play it competitively today? No. But I always felt like it was very it was very innovative with the jumps. 
and you look at it now, like you can actually rocket jump from base to base pretty easily. But yeah, I, I thought it was a great pub map. So I'm glad that it made the cut. But you're you're right. I mean, you can see you can see kind of where things are heading. And and I always felt like it was a reaction to the fact that so many people were playing CTF that the player base was so huge that oh my god, we have to make bigger maps to fit bigger people. Well, bigger the, the really map 17 was really grown out of. I think there was some. I think there was some uh, deathmatch map set that was that used uh, jump pads. And I was like, "Oh, that's actually pretty cool. I wonder if that can be used in a in a in a uh, in a CTF map." Uh, and I did it, and I wasn't really happy with the result, so I just kind of put it on ice. And at the last minute, I I made the map ten that you guys know and love today, mm-hmm. uh, the old outer uh, uh, outer limits. Actually, a little a little trick: uh, the uh, the sound of like the void in that map um, uh, around the jump pads is um, is me blowing into the microphone. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, but yeah, I just uh, it, it just wasn't an experiment that worked out, and I didn't really. I felt like I um I I don't know. There were so many other good maps in in Map Pack Two that I was like, you know, I, I I just I I didn't um I just reused that old map. And then for Z Damon Map Pack Three, oh my gosh, I wanted to make the biggest, most complicated map ever that would basically knock everybody's socks off. Um, and it was this real. It was um, it was called Ghosts of Mars, and you might get glimpses of it um, in ZDCTF B sides. It was gigantic because the whole conceit was that it was a Martian base on the lunar surface. And I wanted there to be like a, uh, uh, I wanted there to be a stretch of, I wanted there to be a stretch where you could actually run out, you could actually go outside the base and then it would damage you outside the base because you don't have enough air unless you got a friggin' radiation suit to protect you. <laughs> so I was like, oh my, and, but then I just got, I finished the map up and then I had people play on it and I was like, this isn't fun. This is way too big. What have I? What have I created? This is horrible. It was fucking huge. Oh my gosh! It's in and at that and at, at that point, I was like, in at that point, I was working on Map Pack Three, and the contrib in the in the contribute and the contributors, which were the other maps in Map Pack in in B sides, um, weren't that much better. Like I was looking at them, and I was like, oh, this this isn't this doesn't feel right or this doesn't look right. And, and or this is too narrow or this is, uh, but I just was not really, I, I, it, they were not setting, setting my hair on fire. Like, like in the past two. So I, I, I don't know. I just kind of like drifted away and then earthquake um, offered to take it over. And he did. And I think he came up with a much better set of maps than I did. Than than I either created myself or got contributions for, uh, but at the end, and I actually ended up making, and I and he, I actually ended up making a map for it, and it was really just a map that was based on this like Team Fortress map where, um, where the flag was behind was behind a um uh, was behind was behind a force field, so I kind of changed that to a lift in in my map, and I just 
tried that and I don't, I didn't think it was like fantastic, but it was like, okay, you, you've got a map from me. And then I guess I made another no limits map. I thought that, I thought no limits was kind of cool, but void map. It's kind of like, those are gimmicky. Like, yeah, they, they sort of, no limits is pretty cool for like a a relaxed game. You probably can't play a a competitive game on it, but it's fun. It's fine for what it is. All right. So, so yeah, that was, that's, that was really, but I mean, I guess the thing is, is that I really, if there's one theme in this, I wanted to create something new, mm-hmm. but I, th- I, I was I always wanted to create something new or different or new for me or something else, because I, I would see a lot of other maps being made. And a lot of the maps were just really nice or really cool looking and would, would function properly but they didn't really knock my socks off. And I always felt like I wanted to push. I wanted to, I, I wanted to kind of push the envelope of what, it, what a playable CTF map could be and kind of have people question what had previously been done as a convention. And I guess sometimes that works and sometimes that really does not work. Like it, like in map, like, um, like, uh, like in my, uh, Actually, which one of the maps is actually really bad? I, I guess Ghosts of Mars, but whatever. So, well, actually, I would say, like, so, so you're saying, like, this kept like growing more complex and more, more, uh, you know, uh, everything has to be uh, with even more ideas, more uh, complex routes, and everything. Odemex CTF two years later. And that's even more brutal on on this aspect, actually. Well, like those bases in oh, yeah. CTF, those are just huge, and they don't play well. Like it's it's they look nice. Everything is like oh neat. I I understand what you're doing, but when you actually need to, you know, go through the entire base, grab the flag, take it out of the base. It's just so hard, and it's just like mazy and everything. It's just like, like, yeah, like it could not appreciate. I did not appreciate how hard, how easily it could, um, how easily you could get. I guess I just did not appreciate how easily a flag runner could get shot and just killed, and you're done. Like, and I guess if. Oda CTF. Uh, the thing is, is that with Oda CTF, I kind of, I, I again started with the set piece for each map, and I just kind of work. I, I, I kind of work like Lava Incorporated, for example, uh, was like, hey, what if, uh, what if the, um, what if the flag was like really was like visible right there in the, uh, right there in the front of the base, kind of like Frozen. But this time, what if the, what if the thing was low, lay, uh, was lower down? So, uh, so you could pass the flag through the, through the gate. So I basically just made all of this and I just forgot that by, uh, that it's really hard to, to run flags. Um, it's, it's just really, it's really easy to get shot and killed and just not make it out of the base. And I really wish that I had, um, like kind of tampered down on, on the, uh, on some of the uh, on on yeah I, I I basically agree with you and also in Lava Incorporated um yeah uh, lots of chain guns that's uh, should have been shotguns sorry about it's that like, yeah it's it's 
it's like just it grew to uh, a complex state of of really serious like yeah uh nowadays we we actually reverted to this sort of primitive more uh bloodlust oriented maps where you realize that yeah this is part of part of the process well, Flag. think about well, think about where my uh, think about what I had uh, looked at a ton. I had looked a ton at Quake and Quake Two CTF, and if you look at these Quake and Quake Two uh, CTF maps that were my inspiration, they had large, elaborate bases, and sometimes it was like you you would have to like cross dimensions to get from mid to the flag. So yeah, I mean, like, my, so I guess that those were my those were my inspirations. So I am not surprised at all that it crept into my own mapping to to one degree or another. And I actually just had that realization right now as you were talking. <laughs> so again, then like, uh, okay, so then you had like you didn't touch uh, CTF mapping for quite a long time until 2012. You added one map to uh, 32 and 24, 12, which was a CTF session. And your map was like a complete uh, rejection of this. It was, a, it was like a U-shaped map, which is not, like, uh, not common. It is fairly uh, unique setup. But it was a really simple setup. Like like all of this crap with really complex bases and with like uh, the the defenders having the advantage. All of a sudden, this map actually puts the onus like like you have uh, the attackers get the blue armor on the middle. Like all of a sudden, like was there a, a switch of mind? during those years like did you realize that where ctf excels in doom is actually uh, the fluid action of the entire game i guess at that point i had experienced firsthand enough chain gun uh, deaths uh, like i i think at that point um te- uh, public play of odyssey tf1 was was basically foremost in my mind and i was like you know what you uh you gotta make and by this time there were a i mean what year is this this is um 20 this is 2012 according to doom wiki and i think at this point i was in uh i mean there were lots of a- actually good maps like this is like the idl had been doing a couple of seasons and i was like looking at, at and looking at those maps and i was like this is how you have to change up your CTF style um, these days because this is how Doom actually plays in in comp- in competitive play, and I guess in 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 I guess pubs kind of expect it too because you can't you can't have like you can't have what was that like map twenty nine of ZDCTF three that had like the trebuchet that didn't work half the time. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Basically, looking at that, I was like, "Okay, we don't have those gigantic servers full of people waiting to play whatever you put out anymore." Now the games are usually like a lot smaller, and I'm looking at the IDL wad for what these good uh, what these good maps are, and that was really instructive. 
Um, and I don't know. I just uh, when I was working on this map, um, I I wanted I, I wanted I I was kind of torn. On one hand, I I wanted to make a um, I wanted to make a map that was not repeating some of my past mistakes. But on the other hand, I didn't want to make a map that everybody else had everybody else had made necessarily. And what I decided I was going to do is I was going to I was going to make a grindhouse essentially. And basically be like, I want, I, you know what I want, I want to, uh, why don't we do something like ZDCTF map one, ex- except even more crazy, like a lot of uh, some of the, uh, some of the uh, decisions in this map were specifically designed to cause more chaos and to promote like SSG or, or rocket spam. For example, you got, uh, you got that little room on the side that doesn't really do much that doesn't really do much i intended for that to be a place where you could basically rocket spam from one side to the other and just get a a a monster kill or whatever just by just by clicking a button or that box or that box it was like that was a really good i thought i made that because i thought that was a really good vantage point that was out of the way that you could just fall and swoop down and and nail somebody from and it's and and then that thing in that that little lift in the middle. Oh my gosh! I was like, you know what? If this is going to be a grind chaotic grindhouse, why don't we just make it even more chaotic and grindhousey? Why don't we just have a little door that goes directly between flag rooms that somebody can press a button and go through? And that and I really enjoyed testing this map, and and I really enjoyed what gameplay I saw on this, on this map. And I was like, well, that was a mission accomplished. Um, and then I find it, and then I find it in the WDL wad or something. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I mean, uh, basically what I get from this map, like you went to like back to basics, like, like being like the daddy of, of ideal mapping basically. And then you weird, uh, off into like more complex mapping, uh, sort of like experimental CDF mapping, and and the community being like sort of like ah, this is not what we want. We actually want the 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 gritty basics. And so so you went back and listened, and then you delivered a map that basically became a classic again. <laughs> so. Good for you. You actually managed to to to, to uh, you know loop back to the the very basics where you you started and you delivered another map that actually made it to to be a classic. I'm I'm glad. <laughs> that was one of my favorite maps actually that have come out in the last ten years or so. I really liked the, it, uh, I I just really liked the direction that you took it in. Um, and you're right. It did. It became a huge part of the WDL wad. Um, that was also the map that do accidentally pressed M uh, in the middle of a match and ended up on the opposite team. Oh, uh, that was a yeah. fun feature. You know, there was there were a few things that I wanted to talk about. Certainly not dwell on, but you know, while all of this is happening, while you're helping pump out ZDCTF one, two, three. I know that around that time you became a member of UD. You contributed a number of maps to UDM3, actually. Uh, 
And then the community as a whole, I think, was experiencing an issue almost with with growth in the sense that there were so many people who wanted so many things and they wanted them so many different ways that there were there was a lot of drama involved um, in lots of things that were going on. And so, you know, to kind of tie itself into Otis CTF, I think we have to mention the fact that Otomex actually became a thing. I, I don't know if uh, you want to talk a little bit about, you know, the, the steps that were taken during that time and maybe some of the things that, you know, went on that maybe uh, led to the creation of Otomex and, and your involvement in that. But I, I know it was, it's kind of a contentious period of time and we're all certainly moved on from that. But I think it's it's definitely worth mentioning um, because uh, it's coming into its own, you know, and it's it's taken a little while, but, you know, I think it's got a really good team around it. So I, I like the story behind the creation and, and how we got to where we are today. Uh, well, the uh, the story behind the creation of Otomex, I'm a little bit less, um, I'm a little bit less uh, clear on because there was a lot of stuff happening around that time that was all running together. I had actually... Uh, taken a little vacation from Z Damon after uh, 1.07. And the, the whole thing with Z Damon 1.07, for those of you who are not in the know, is that that was the first release that was closed source. And that mm-hmm. was not something I really vibed with. And so I just gradually kind of floated away from Z Damon, just kind of, uh, just kind uh, just as a, just as a kind of, just, I, I just didn't vibe with it anymore. And then there is some other drama that happened where I think that Ralphus and I straight up got kicked out of Z Damon, but, and you can feel free to gloss, uh, cut that out completely if you like, if you would prefer me not go into the nitty gritty behind that specific um, incident. No, I, you know, I, I think um, I think part of what part of what helps us move past some of the stuff that happened is to actually talk about it. And, you know, whether sure. we can talk about it, you know, uh, in, a, in a way that doesn't dredge up. Oh, no, 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 that's fine. That's yeah. fine. I just, I, I just don't want to. I just don't want to be a a, a broken record or anything. No, but, no, no. I mean, whatever you feel comfortable talking about. All right. Well, um, so anyway, I had spent some time away from Z Damon, and then eventually there was a specific piece of drama that got um, Ralphus and I permanently banned from Z Damon. Um, and at this point. I was um, I was kind of sad, but the thing is, is that there was this thing uh, happening in the background where there was this new source port called Otomex uh, that was being made with the intention that it was always going to be open source, and so I really vibed with that. Um, however, I was not enough of a skilled programmer necessarily to feel comfortable hacking on the uh, C++ source files. It just looked like a big, complicated mess to me at the time. Uh, and bless all the people who were, work- who were working on it at the time. I think Sam and 
I think De- um, Dennis, I think his name was, um, was also yep. working out, was also working on it, trying. And this was base, and this was a new source port that was based on the old CS Doom um, so, uh, source code, and you know, and and so it was released, and it had a little bit of ground to make up because it because it just did not have the amount of active development time spent on it that um, that something like Z Damon or Skulltag had. Um, so. So yeah, um, all this stuff going on in uh, with uh, the creation of uh, Odomex, um, I contributed the way I knew how was by doing an Odomex CTF. But unfortunately, um, that was also around the time that one of the contributors to Odomex CTF passed away. Unfortunately, um, I think his um, his name was Toke. Um, yes, and he was. Um, and that was a really big bummer around that time as well. But yeah, I kind of spent my time uh, jumping from Doom projects to other projects. Like for a while, I was really involved uh, with Warsaw, which was a, a free and open source uh, Quake style game. Like you could throw a stone in the late in the late OOS and hit three or four different free and open source Quake clones. And Warsaw was one of them. And so I was kind of involved with that crew for a little while. Uh, and uh, But yeah, I would basically just uh, come back and forth between other uh, other things and Odomex. Um, and it was... Um, uh, in Odomex itself, I mean, it, uh, it was, uh, it was, I guess it was not the most stable. Um, it was not the most stable port. I think it's fair to say at the time, it, it, again, it had not had the amount of time and effort put into it that some of the other ports had had. And, and I guess the next time I, and I think you can uh, tell because I kind of spent some time away, but then I came back around 2012 when I decided Okay, now I was com- more, uh, comfortable enough to work on uh, to work on uh, to work on Odomex as a programmer. In fact, Odomex was the first C code I had ever written and committed. And to actually be able to reach into the innards of Doom and and actually noodle around with it from a programming perspective, um, that was um, that was the uh, that was a whole that was a whole new kettle of fish in and of itself and there was a whole lot of work put in uh, put into the port around the around around that time uh, 2012 um when i was um when you just so happened to see a um uh, uh, a map from me uh around that time yeah i, guess, I don't know i guess i i don't really know where I was going with this because I wasn't really, I, I, I didn't really, I had kind of narratives in my head about what I wanted to talk about in terms of these, in terms of ZDCTF and even UDM3 and some of these other like things I had worked on. And um, I guess I, I, I guess I just didn't, um, I, I, I didn't, because the thing is, I just wasn't, I didn't really have one for, o, for that whole Odomex uh, thing because I felt like I was um, I was around, but I in but other than working on that first set of CTF map packs, I I kind of just kind of worked on other stuff in the back um, and wasn't really around Doom uh, for that period of time. 
So, well, I mean, you you mentioned 2012, which is when you came back and you you started committing code. Uh, I think that was also the year that the IDL moved to Odomex. So I'm sure yeah. that there were you were part of the team that that made that happen. Yes, and uh, as as well as was that not the year that alt death became a thing? Oh my god! <laughs> you think I? You think we were going to forget about alt death? Oh my god! Okay, so I was always, I was always wondering, I was always wondering what I was going to say um, when talking about alt death, because the thing is, is that in the time away from, uh, basically, I was under uh, what I wanted to do. Uh, so, to give some background, I wanted. Okay. Let me start. Let me start. I will. I will just, uh, as a semi-neutral uh, side, I will say, all that was your attempt to have a multiplayer-centered uh, forum based uh, around having uh, no administration, basically, uh, like. Based on the on on all of the negative, uh, you know, experience with administration from let's say Doom World, the Demon, mostly the Demon, Skull Tag, every all of these ports, there was there will be always a sense of power tripping. So let's have a place where everyone can talk it out, right? Yeah, that, 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 well, see, the thing is, is that I, that's kind of where I, that's kind of where I was going. Um, so uh, I think I, th- I think um, so. I guess maybe it'd be a little bit better if I explained it. Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So alt death. Uh, so alt death. I was really in the wake of getting banned from Z Damon, and if I'm going to be completely frank about this. My view was that the reason why Z Damon was made closed source was specifically to keep people out of the community. And I had a good idea of who they were because some of them kept getting banned for or punished for petty stuff. Me personally, I don't really think I did anything of note. I just I I just sat on the sidelines but I was seeing some sort of like move to make the community more closed off and eject people from the community that they didn't enjoy, uh, that they didn't want to have around. And I thought that that was like, I thought that was a severe, I I mean, I I felt like, I felt like they um, were going closed source under basically false pretenses. I, they were telling people they were doing it for cheating purposes, but I was getting the impression that there was just some people they didn't want in the community. And I, as, as one of those people they didn't want was somebody I was acquaintances with, I threw my lot in with him. And when I got booted out, I was like, yep, that's... Um, what I suspected had happened actually happened. So I spent some time, again, I spent some time away from Doom, but when I came back, I started getting heavy into it. I decided, you know what? I am going to create a community that's for all of the ports and to where people could just join and they wouldn't have to be worried about 
getting banned because of conflicts of personality. I didn't necessarily, I basically wanted to keep the rule set as minimum as possible, but more, but no, but as, as small as possible, but no smaller. Um, and it was, it, things were, I guess, fine in drama. I guess they were drama filled, which is what I kind of expected. I, I saw a number of threads where people aired out their gre- uh, their grievances with administration and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, it's working as it's working as intended. And all the while people were telling me that they did, they, they were going to leave the community and not come back. And I was just flabbergasted. Why would you not want to come to this com- wonderful community with free speech? I was honestly stunned, but the failure, the ultimate failure of alt death really taught me an important lesson in and it really brought home the ba- uh, really brought home the fact that you can't you gotta moderate your community. I, I assume uh, this this is exactly what is uh, called the paradox of tolerance. I didn't understand the paradox of tolerance. I sure as heck know it now. So, but I, I think the original idea that you had was a really good one. I think it also kind of harkens back to what Toke was working on before he passed away, which he was, you know, the website where uh, people could post and you could have, um, you know, all this doom related information in one central area. And so you kind of took that and you, you created this forum. But I, I remember that I was posting on the main page of all death. I mean, you know, certain people were uh, available to post, you know, whether it was Odomex Nitro or this or that. Yeah, I, I was there as like of by the time I was still running the Demon tournament, and yep. I was I I was trying to like bridge the communities because at that point I was talking with with Kilgore and the entire the Demon administration, and even though I had no uh, like uh, illusions of actually reconciling all of the all of the bad stuff that was going on uh, behind, I was just, I had like this small glimmer of hope that I would be at least be able to, to uh, you know, connect you guys again and maybe it would work out. So, so I, yeah, I was just, I wanted it to work. I wanted it to work yeah. and I, I posted a lot in the beginning. And also 2012 was also a particularly unhappy time. And this is bringing in a little bit of real life around 2012. I got this medical condition that, that, um, that uh, makes like some tinnitus ring in your ear, like all the time. And, and the thing is, is that over time I've figured out that, um, I'm, um, I'm sensitive to sounds a lot more than most other people in like a loud restaurant or whatever else like that um, would just people would be able to be in with no problem that can get, that can actually make my tinnitus worse for like weeks or months. So at that time I, I was like, you know what? I, I, I can't, I need to make a decision in my life. I need to decide on what makes me happy. And right now, Working on doom, working on doom stuff for the most part was not making me happy. So I had to like duck, like take a siesta from uh, from that some uh, to a degree, and just like basically pare it down to 
okay, I'm just going to be in doing my, uh, uh, I, I'm just going to be running uh, my uh, game servers and that's about it. So, well, and, but and, you still, and, you, so, so you didn't do just that, right? Even though you, you kind of like cleared the field, uh, you still did like uh, some, some doom stuff. Basically. Yeah, occasionally I pop my head in. No, no, for a while. Go ahead. Okay, so this is like 2012, 2013. So 2013 comes around and you make idea. Yeah. Which, <laughs> let's say no, I made idea. I, I don't. I really don't. I um. I I just had. I just had the idea of hey, I just want to make a. I, I want to make a Doom map. I, I, why, not, why don't I try making a dual map? And again, the dual map has a has a bunch of stuff in it that I hadn't really seen in other in other maps because, of course, I do. I, I of course I had to. And I guess if you can believe it, uh, the layout is vaguely inspired by um, Quake Three DM Six. That's kind of where I started from, but then I just kind of my, my muse told me to flatten the map considerably and and make it a lot smaller. But like you I can see it actually now that I'm looking at like like at it from top down. Okay, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's squished, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just like I don't know. I just decided I that was really missed me releasing um releasing a dual uh releasing a dual map just out of the blue and i think at this time i was mostly involved with i'd done some otomex stuff but i was mostly but i was mostly um i I think i was testing it on on xandronum or whatever and getting their duelers uh opinions of it and then i guess it got i showed it to ralphus and crew and they tried it on otomex um so what do you want to know about idea I mean, it's just like your grand return to to uh, like DM mapping. It wasn't really a grand return for me. I didn't feel like I. I really I wanted to keep it pretty modest. It didn't the the layout didn't take very uh, didn't take uh, very long. I just I just had a desire to make a dual map, and so I made a dual map. So, and then I blew it up <laughs> by giving it a cook award. And oh then- yeah, that, that's the thing. And I, I somehow got a CAC award from it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, thank, thank you. But I, wow, I was not, um, I, I, I was, and let's, frankly. And let's be honest, I, I didn't get justified with this pick until uh, the Take the Crown tournament that happened. Uh, that was idea underscore, which I decided. You know what? If people really like this dual map, I want to. I want to see. I want to. Um, I want to actually. Yeah. So, but, uh, I, tell me about the take the crown tournament. I actually, I actually don't know what happened there. I'm, I'm sorry. I've been busy with other stuff. It's, it's been, it's been a mainstay in the tournament. It's been one of the maps that was in the map map pack, and it worked out great. It was actually. The preferred pick uh, of the the most old school players, actually, like it, it was like their yeah, it was their... Devastation's kind of quote unquote right. home field map for the uh, yeah. tournament. Crazy! How how did I stumble into that? <laughs> it, it, it's it's yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it it proved to be a shotgun battleground, basically. 
And but also, for there were no such things uh, really as uh, dual compilation wads before you came out with your what is now known as you know dual forty or I'm not sure how many maps are in there right now, but you know to have the the hub map with a bunch of either classic or a mixture of classic and new school dual maps. Um, it was something that actually King Dime and I threw up a dual 40 server and we just kind of went through and played maps. And uh, idea was one of the ones that really struck us as something that could work really well in the tournament. So that was oh, yeah. the background on that one. Dual 40. Oh my gosh. That, oh my gosh. So dual 40 was the reason I ran game servers for a decade. Um, because I had the idea of making a skull tag specific, uh, dual wad and um i can't remember at the time like this was like 2009 were there any dual compilation maps in z damon i don't think there were any dual compilation wads period uh, unless you count like dwangos what about the edl or whatever that zdl edl sure. but basically they compiled uh, a bunch of the most classic maps oh yeah that they were I like five, I five, five five to eight maps like Z, zddl was the one that was the largest at that yeah. point yeah which was uh i think zddl was 11 maps at at most yeah. but it wasn't but, it didn't have the ideals behind dual 40 it was just a pack of yeah. maps that jake wanted to run on in, in the league yeah, I, I I think I think I did see that, and I was like, and I thought to myself, uh, oh, I thought to my, uh, oh, you know what it was? Oh, I remember now. Way back in the day, there was this dual compilate. There was actually this dual compilation wad called Skirmish, and this dual compilation wad was basically. Actually, it wasn't Every- a dual compilation wad, wasn't it? Just a bunch of maps thrown together. It was everything. It was a bunch of words just thrown in wholesale. Oh, well, yeah. And I, and I looked at that and I was, and I looked at that and I was like, I don't know where any of these maps are. It um, was a Russian thing. It was done for like Russian servers or something. And it was like uh, entire words thrown into one word wholesale. Like all of the maps just, just, Figure out uh, the texture uh, clashes, however quickly you need to just just have 80 maps in the world. It's 120 maps. It was just huge. Yeah. And so I actually was looking at one of those wads and I decided, you know what? I don't know where any, which maps are which. So I'm going to create a little map um, at the very, so at the very beginning where you just um, where where you just uh, can see all the maps in skirmish 4F or or maybe AFTS DM something maybe I don't know, but I just started doing that and I was like you know what a lot of these maps are just bad and what I really want is just a curated set of dual of dual wads um, and dual maps. And so I decided to um, make a little wad called Dual 16. And Dual 16 had 
16 of the maps that I thought were uh, reasonably popular um, in duels. And I think I was even looking on the Doom the Doom demo archive that would like that had a deathmatch page with all these ancient duel wise uh, uh, duels between people in like 1990 on on Dweller, and I was looking for that for okay, what maps do I need to include? Um, and then I just made uh, and and then because it was on Skulltag, I was like, um, again inspired by. Quake CTF, I remember seeing this map picker in Quake CTF that basically had a bunch of maps um, around in it. And you, in order to vote on the map, you would walk into the picture and to vote on it. And then it would teleport you, it would tally your vote and teleport you to this little dumb gauntlet map where you just like kill people with gauntlets until everybody's voted. And then it would pick the map. And I was like, that would be a really cool conceit to use for a dual map uh, uh, map compilation. So I basically just took 16 pictures and learned ACS, which I didn't think I would ever have to do, but I learned ACS to set up um, a dual map picker. And I got the 16 maps in, and then I wanted to get somebody to host the map set. And they told me, hey, um, I want this map in it. And if you don't do it, I'm not going to host it. <laughs> um, and, and that map, and that map was Green War Map Twenty. Oh my god, the oh. classic. Uh, and up until then, it had been used as a new school dual map. But I was like, and this, but this was intended to be old school. And so I was like, fine, I guess. And so I put it in the map uh, in the map pack. Oh, you caved into the terrorists. What? <laughs> as a, but as a um, but as a kind of backup plan, uh, just in case this guy made any other weird demands, he uh, I started um, I started my own server cluster and to host Dual Sixteen. Um, and then at some point, I was like, D- these sixteen maps are f- cool, but it gets kind of boring after a while because these are the same maps people have been running all the time. Why don't I start grabbing other maps for it? And that's when Dual 32, later 40, was born. So, yeah, and basically I just maintained that for years. And, basic, and every so often I would um, determine which, uh, which maps would get the cut and which maps would come back in. And then to assist with that, I added, like, logging support so I could have stuff logged to the console and see which maps were actually being played in why people picked it and if they picked it randomly and all this other stuff. Um, but yeah, um, I maintained that for ages, but, uh, but, uh, and that gave me and that gave also gave me the idea the, um, ability to do a map, but for the map picker. And I actually really wanted to make sure the map picker was worked well. I, I, I went out of my way to not make it too big. So you could always see the other player, I wrote the ACS so you could always see what the other guy was uh, was picking. You would always push up against the map and see their see the name with the um, with the author. I thought that crediting these authors was very very important. Um, if the least I could do, and so yeah, and actually Ralphus, um, my fellow clan member, uh, made a music track for it, and I'm and that was really cool of him to do. 
By the way, this 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 is now basically a, a standard for compilation was yeah. in the, the MP community. So that's something else you can put under your belt as like a trendsetter because right now everyone's doing it. Like whenever you get a compilation, that will you be need a, a hub map. People can't remember the maps unless they can see a picture of them. Like it's just it's it's another thing that's changed the way that things are done. Even for the Take the Crown tournament, because otherwise we wouldn't get people to remember six maps. Like seven. seven. I still can't. They 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 like like map call vote map three I don't know what that is. So we had to make a a, a hub map for them. So <laughs> yes. It's 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 a standard by now. You glad can, it's called. Although I don't, I don't exactly. Uh, although there are some examples that I noted that I thought were kind of overdoing it. The ones that I think there was a Z Damon team deathmatch wad that had a map picker that had like a map gallery, but it was like a it was a museum. Like the point of a picker is you're supposed to be able to there's, see your options all at once. Yeah, so. there's the, the the Jacob's ladder thing that oh, the it's like. 80, 96 maps or something ridiculous. So it's just... need a new pair of glasses to read all the fucking maps. It's it's just huge. It's just... Uh, yeah, the entire hub map is too huge to actually pick reasonably. Mm-hmm. Well, and I remember... I remember teaming up with you um, due to, to kind of... Uh, influence Alex to put a certain 32 and 24 map into dual 40 um, because we felt like it was really good. I, it's slipping my mind at the moment, but I think like, I did. Uh, oh yeah. I remember, I, I, yeah. I remember implementing that one and I thought it was a reasonable map, but enough players complained about it. So, oh, but yeah. I basically, my memory is basically Alex also asking me about like, do you have any new new picks pick ideas? Because he yes, he, Alex. Over the years, he actually wanted to like change the stuff in like you know. Yeah. I get, I have some weak picks that don't really get selected that often, so I need new picks into that. Do you have some ideas? So I would always give him like yeah yeah yeah. I we just ran tournament on this map and this map and it was popular. Yeah, that's what I was leading into was that he would constantly oh, sure. periodically yeah, replace them. And that's actually how I learned about a lot of maps. I think you introduced a lot of people to maps that they never would have otherwise played. That's one of the reasons why I like the rotation cycle. You could introduce players to new maps because Doom players are notoriously conservative and they won't play anything outside of their. Uh, comfort zone, not willingly. Like if if they come to an event that makes them play new maps, they will be like, "Oh, I like this. Why why isn't this played more?" Well, because you just refused to play it before, dumbass. So <laughs> you need to force them into it. Uh, that's uh, I actually discovered that the hard way um, when implementing my original random system. Um, I had a random, well, not my original random system. The original, original one was just blind pick random from the wide, uh, nothing else. 
but I wanted to make it so you didn't have, so there wouldn't be as many people like bailing out because they had a map that they wanted to play. And so what I did is I basically had it pick a random map and then put the map in front of them. And then on a board right beside it, I put another map. And if either one of the players walked forward into the random, it got played. And if both players agreed to skip, and if both players picked uh, the uh, selection behind, um, behind the original selection, which would get you a random map that you didn't know the name of, but it was guaranteed not to be the one you were looking at, um, then it would be, um, then uh, you'd need two people to do that. But after that, you'd get a completely blind map. And the problem is, is that players hated the fact that one player, that both of them would look at the random map and then one of them would walk forward into it without even checking to see what it was. And they would be forced to play that quote, bad map. Unquote. And I asked the and I asked them, wait a minute, what's the difference between what's the difference between just random and somebody walking forward? Because it's basically the same outcome either way. And it's like it, you have that was actually very instructive because people getting irritated over that is valid, even though the randomness might be equivalent. The player perception sometimes has to be managed like that. Like, like you, you want to give them uh, still some sort of control over just a random pick. Yeah, and and fine. But finally, I think I found, uh, for the most recent version of Duel Forty, I think I found a solution. What happens is that each player, if you pick random, it's not even random anymore. It's random four. Both uh, one uh, both players get teleported into a room and in front of them is four randomly selected items and both players choose. And if they choose the same one, they go there. If it, if they choose a different one, it randomly picks between the two. And I'm hoping that basically delivers some randomness, but also with a, um, but also with a, Oh, Hey, um, but also with the possibility for like trying something new, I guess. Well, that was kind of the idea behind like, uh, what we ended up doing in the IDL years later, and you can argue, you, there's an argument to be, to be made whether or not this was successful, but you want to be more inclusive to the players and, and make them feel, I want to say that they have the illusion of choice almost, but you, so we, we created the, the, the IDL board would vote on maps and, you know, they were voting on the maps that would get included into the WAD uh, where previously it was kind of just Ralphus going, ah, I want these maps in there. And like, you know, Ralph has a really good sense of what people will enjoy, but I think also it's kind of cool to let players get involved as long as you're still saying like, there are basically a, con a control group, like, you know, here's 10 maps, uh, you can vote on them, but you've selected the 10 maps that you want them to vote on, kind of stuff like that. So I think that was a, a really cool way to get people involved and to, to have them, you know, be heard because dueling for a long time, dueling was a big thing. And then it really wasn't for a while. And I think Duel 40, Duel 16, Duel 40 really kind of revitalized your uh, your kind of like everyday dueling. You know, you, you, could, you could call for a duel and you could actually find somebody that would play with you because you were playing 
new stuff and you were kind of exploring. So I, I think it, it really led to a, a revitalization of just the whole yeah. dual scene. Like you, you could stay in the same server, you could play your mandatory Judas game, but in the next game, you could also play something new without having to go somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> now, I want to transition to something. So, uh, we are talking that you're mostly uh, a multiplayer guy. You, basically, your entire career, you spent uh, caring to the multiplayer community in one way or the other, uh, mapping, coding, uh, administrating, organizing, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you ended up with a, a bit of a single-player project here, but one that kind of stands out. Uh, You've participated on uh, releasing the uh, Bethesda uh, Unity port in 2019. So uh, would you uh, like to tell us, how did you get even like involved in this sort of stuff? As far as, as, far as you can tell us. So this was really something I stumbled into, which seems to be a running theme here. There is a Discord server dedicated to Doom that I hang out in. And in this Discord server, there is also an id Software employee who also hangs out there. And when this Doom Unity port was released, suddenly um, I was getting questions privately about certain things in Doom Source, or, hey, why is this broken, or what's wrong, how do I fix this, or X, Y, Z. Um, and I was able to answer some of these to the best of my ability. And I don't know why I said this, but I, also, but I said, I told him, oh, by the way, if you wanted to add an uncapped frame rate to Doom, that's actually not a big thing to do. And to give a little context, I had contributed an uncapped frame rate implementation to Crispy Doom a couple years ago, just because I thought, I just feel like uncapped is, just feels a lot better in, uh, in adhering to the original 35 frames per second cap is not, is, is okay for us Doom um, Doom guys, but maybe not so great for random players. Um, but I just decided to make a uncapped uh, frame rate feature for this uh, source port called Crispy Doom. And I went in and implemented it and contributed to him. And I basically dropped it in his lap, uh, dropped it in the developer's lap and said, Hey, I, um, I'm almost done with this. We got it finished up and it got into the port. And I think um, it's been pretty well received. And I just remember thinking at the time, man, if only that could make it into the official port, because that would be such a great addition for not a lot of lines of code. So now we are talking years later on down the line and the Doom Unity port just comes out and suddenly I'm getting all these questions uh, from 
this id software employee asking me these various questions about the engine and I answer them to the best of my ability. And I say at the end, Oh, by the way, if you want to, in, um, if you want to have uncapped frame rate, that's actually not a big lift. And I didn't really think much of it. And I don't know that he had a big reaction to it. So we just did, did other things, I guess. I probably went back to chatting somewhere else or whatever. Um, and then I get a week or two or, or some time later saying, hey, would you like to contribute this uncapped patch? to um uh to our port and this totally floors me this is like what planet am i on how did this happen why did i get this request what what's happening and so i say hell yeah i'll just package it up for you and send it your way and um by the way can i just get a little credit in in the credits of the Doom Unity port. And he says, well, uh, I think, I don't know if he says sure immediately, but he, but I hear sure. And I was, I'm kind of excited at this point. And then I get another message. He says, um, uh, we can't, ex- uh, we, ha- we have uh, licensing issues accepting this port, uh, this patch from Crispy Doom. Uh, could we just pay you and to implement it yourself. And now if I thought I was v- on Venus, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm on Pluto now. Cause I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what year is it? What this is like, what a, like, like 10 year old me would have dreamed of doing is working on my favorite game. It's, and I couldn't tell you how excited I was. So, um, Everything got arranged. I um, thing I did the implementation and a couple of other things on the side the sides, and suddenly um, and then the update gets released and my name's in the in the credits and the and and that was exciting. But then I was just dreading the digital foundry video. That was what I was really dreading. And and the digital foundry comes out and they say this is amazing. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, were you like, were you like um, afraid about like the licensing stuff and like uh, the concept of like starting uh, the, the clean room implementation or whatever, like where these, where these sort of like things that you had to uh, uh, deal with, Yes, I did have to keep that in mind, and I was very acutely. I uh, frankly, I was terrified of violating somebody else's copyright. Um, I d- very much did not want to infringe on anything that any of my prior work. So I did the best I could with nothing, and even on top of that, I added some extra extra mustard as they call it, um, on top of that, because you'll notice that in the official port, the weapon is smooth. That's not the case in, in Crispy Doom, unless, um, unless they added it recently. But yeah, that was, a, that was a little bit of extra mustard I had to put on there just to kind of differentiate itself from my previous work on 
on uh, crispy doom proper. That's about what I've told other people. And um, in like, because of course I've told um, friends and family, and that's about what I taught. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I appreciate you opening up as much as you can about that. And that kind of takes us to uh, our present day almost. I mean, I know that there has been a lot of development developmental work happening on Otomex. I don't know if you want to talk about, you know, some of the stuff that you're working on right now. Uh, so essentially I kind of, I felt like I, um, I have been doing a lot of other non doom related programming on the side. I felt like I wanted to go off and create my own thing for, uh, for a while. Um, so I, I mean, I did, um, I did the uncapped stuff for Crispy Doom. I did. Um, I actually was working on my own source port um, for a while, uh, but then I also decided to switch gears and I wanted to work on. I wanted to. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to create a game, and I wanted to because I because I wanted to create a game from first principles. So I basically came up with a Tetris implementation that just ran with SDL and um, and uh, just ran with SDL and was also compatible with a, uh, with this system called RetroArch. Um, and, and then I kind of switched gears again to work on a 2.5 D browser uh, FPS engine um, where it was like you could play 2.5D shooter games in the browser, except I wanted to make it from first principles to have multiplay to have good multiplayer support and not be chained to Doom's map formats. But I basically just spent a while away from uh, a while away from Otomex. Um, and then just out of curiosity, I think I was browsing the uh, Doom World. Uh, thread and there was like a bug or something about like some Z teleporter not work, not being at the right height. And I'm like, huh, I bet that's pretty easy to fix. And so I decide to kind of um, sneak back to Otomex, fix the bug and just immediately go back to the guy and say, Hey, uh, does this fix your problem? And then I just decide, okay, well, I have Otomex in a checkout on my on my computer. What else can I can I do here? And so, yeah, I've just been really. And so since then, I've really been getting back into Otomex development proper. And I guess the thing is, is the reason I bring up all those projects I had beforehand is that I guess I didn't have. <clears throat> I guess I didn't have the confidence. I guess to work on something with the scope of an, of an entire, like, I felt like I could make changes in a project like Otomex, but I couldn't like make too big of a change because I might wreck other stuff. Or basically, I was basically just afraid, afraid that I, there was like a scope that I was comfortable with and I did not feel comfortable going outside that scope. But after all this time, basically implementing various game engines and games from first principles, I feel like I can come back to Otomex and now basically and be like, okay, any, um, anything that I want to address, I, I can, um, I feel like I can address. And actually one of my first patches was like a gigantic, 
gigantic, um, outstanding branch that had um, that uh, that essentially in one fell swoop implemented modern map info support and modern language support and fixed a bunch of weird dehacked string bugs all and I and I just feel it's like it's it feels invigorating almost just uh, to be able to get in there and 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 uh, and do my thing and be able to affect such and be able to make such improvements uh, for the better. I assume it's particularly uh, positive in this era when there's also other developers uh, working on Odemax. So it's like you're cooperating with someone. It's, it's not just like you being the single developer in the great void. Yeah, that's always what I was afraid of back in the day. I felt like I felt like I didn't feel comfortable being the last uh, the last one contributing if if there was a little slowdown in development, and I didn't want for everybody's question, everybody's bugs, and everybody's questions to fall squarely on my shoulders. Frankly, because I didn't think I was capable of uh, of of fixing them. I thought that C was just a uh, a beast that I that I uh, couldn't wrangle. Um, but uh, amazing what's uh, amazing what uh, debuggers like address sanitizer do, does to your confidence. I swear by it. Well, I mean, I think you know we covered whew, we covered so much stuff. I mean, uh, it's it was really refreshing to talk about the beginnings of Capture the Flag and to to work our way through a really illustrious mapping career all the way to where we are today. You know, being able to actually do some work for id software and you know i mean that's that's got to be the latest feather in your cap you know i mean i think i think you can't really you can't really find anybody that's contributed as much as you have to modern doom um you know i don't know if there's anything that that you have planned for the future or anything you want to talk about before we let you go but i think uh i think if somebody doesn't appreciate what a community organizer or, you know, somebody that decides to get involved and make their, you know, get themselves known. I, I think if they don't appreciate it after this episode, you know, they're, they're just fucking crazy. So <laughs> I, I, I want to know if there's anything that you have on the horizon. Uh, my current plan is that I'm uh, probably going to continue working on Odemix for the foreseeable future. Um, right now I'm kind of dividing that with some other stuff that um, is, also under NDA, cough, cough, that I don't really want to go into more details about. But... Um, A new version of Spelltag. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that carnival NDA. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but, yeah, and I, I, really, I, I really thank both of you for giving me... Uh, for doing this interview with me. I'm, I'm just really this is really crazy. I didn't know, I didn't realize uh, getting into this back in 2002, 2004, that I, people would be interviewing me and, and putting in, putting my name in such, in such bright lights. And I really appreciate the fact, uh, thank you so much for, for this opportunity. And I really want to thank pretty much, I mean, because I mean, there, there, there's been so many other there's been so many other people who have helped contributed 
to um to uh to this like all these projects that I've worked on other people worked on them too and I really hope and I'm really hope that everybody has gotten just an, a, a ton of fun out of the stuff I create because that's that's means a lot there's there there's actually something I wanted to bring up that maybe maybe is on the lighter side uh before we go I was trying to find a way to work it in but you know I think um in my uh uh, in my youth, I liked to kick people out of uh, the Unidoom clan, and I think you were the brunt of that most of the time for some reason. I, I have a hard time um, putting myself into that mindset, but I feel like I I, uh, I, I treated you like shit a lot of the time. Um, and whether you still think about that or not, I don't know, but uh, I wanted to apologize for kicking you out of the clan you know five five to ten times i'm really not sure on the number but uh i i, I know that i did that and uh it is know. it is okay do not do not worry about it even okay. a little bit i am that stuff is rolled off that stuff is rolled off my show uh that stuff is lo- i've long since forgotten about uh, forgotten about that stuff. do you remember that time in uh, the IRC channel of UD on QuakeCon in 2003. <laughs> that just sounds so surreal. <laughs> That's just... <laughs> it's true. I mean, you know, I, I, I had all the power and uh, I was just a reckless teenager, so... <laughs> I, I hope it was funny. I, th- I, I, hope you, I hope you found some amusement from it. <laughs> Uh, I think my conversations with Ralph afterwards where he would yell and scream at me were the most fun. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really do appreciate you coming on. And, uh, you know, I, I think in another couple of years or probably even sooner, we'll have some more stuff to talk about. So, All right. Thank well, you. Um, uh, thank you so much for both of your time. And, and man, it's been hours, but thank you so much for your time. And uh, remember, everybody, UD on top. Hello, Doom is Deadites. It's your friendly neighborhood producer, The Motherload. Just want to take a few moments of your time before we get out of here to say if you enjoy Doom is Dead podcast, please go check them out on their website, doomfederation.com. And for more from The Keep, check out inthekeep.com.